G'day punters, welcome back to the mailbag. Pete Anthony is joined by Jack Dickens, which is very novel. Tico, we have not spoken about racing in quite a while, so I thought it would be a good chance to catch up, yarn a bit, not talk too much about data, but more about how we've been betting and what happened there on Saturday. Uh, yeah, my first day of unemployment, uh, back <laughs> on the tools betting, and um, yeah, I sort of I experienced everything. Um, I have missed it. I think that um, uh, what I was doing sort of like can blunt your skill set a little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas like betting and winning and losing, you know, nothing sharpens you up like that. And um, you know, there's there's I've dug through a little bit this morning, but it's hard to get any work done this morning early because uh, Jason Day was in contention in the golf and then the bloody NBA kicked off at 5.30am to sort of <laughs> so I didn't really I've got a bit of work to do for Savo to figure out what I got wrong in a couple of races I really missed Luna Flair badly um, which we'll get to later on but um, yeah it's very good to be back to where it all started with my man Hacho yes yes indeed no I'm looking forward to Probably, I reckon, the, what is it, the 22nd of July? That's going to be the real first day back on the tools. I think it's the Bletchingley at Caulfield. Am I getting that a, right? A brand new Caulfield too. Yeah. So that's going to be really interesting going forward. Like We'll have to start almost from scratch when it comes to Caulfield. How's the track going to play, all that sort of thing. But then we'll also be on on track and just getting that profile of, of all these horses going week to week. And, you know, that's that's going to be exciting. Yeah, like track data is a big part of our. Yeah. Um, like we've certainly talked horses. We talk horses every week, but um, track data and pattern prediction is like a big part of how we operate. Yep. And uh, it's going to be tricky, I reckon, at Caulfield. I reckon it's going to have to be thinking ahead, quite a low spend learning operation at the start, or probably just favour the the on pace horses one way or the other, but have to adjust pretty quick on the day. Yep. Okay, uh, Flemington, uh, the best track in the world. Well, proved it again. Else. Proved it again on Saturday, didn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, even just having a, a cursory glance through some of the you know finishing positions where they were settling and run and winning from, it was just even as as per usual. You know, if you're a good horse on on pace, you could make a fist of things, and if you're settling back in the field and got the right run, you obviously could make ground. So, look, perfect track as always. But if we start off in race one, there were two-year-olds. We're just going to run race by race and go through and get some thoughts and also discuss some of the betting. Um, she lights, which full credit to Lindsay Bowles, one of the members of the mailbag team who's assisting me of captain's picks. He's been on this horse basically since it's been jumping out. And he also was pretty happy to take on Isthmus here. So there was something there for the for the captain's picks. What did you think here? Fascinated by the market. So yeah. um, I sort of expected Isthmus to be a spooky little conveyance because it's out of shoals, uh, probably Costa Heap, Friedman, Blake Sheen, you know, and then a little bit of a spooky move for it earlier in the week and then I expected it to drift. I expected Sheelock to firm and I was wrong. Um, they really came for Ithmus and uh, started 290 the fair, you know, sort of 260, 270 most joints, um, whereas Sheelock was like 370 out to 560 the fair, five joints. Um, the other horse that we backed was Fragile Love, 
which held its price in really nicely, and I think probably should have won. Ridden it yep. a bit too cold by Smoky Joe. Um, but, yeah, really good start to the day for, for me and because of Lindsay. No real tempo to the race, but a really nice um, close. Like the winner's the second fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting, which I think on a decent day with some nice horses is a really good push for these horses down the straight next time. Yeah, do you have any opinion of the favourite? Obviously, well beaten, never really looked likely in run, but obviously the market crushed it. Uh, the market when, coming yeah. for it gra- grazed me right up next start. Yeah. But it, it was it was blessed in run versus like, – I don't see how it beats the two winners ever again. Put it that way. Full stop. And the rest of them uh, – Maybe, maybe like Devil's Delight, I could forgive a little bit. I thought Shawsy was pretty good. It sort of loomed and then let, didn't let down. It was the fastest, um, fastest four to the two in the inside the race. You know, I thought it was going to knock us off potentially. My first sort of proper bet back, and um, thankfully it didn't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, race two, euphoric. Um, for Urell, Zach Spain defeated or held off Private Jumbo. And I was a little bit shitty about this because I looked at Private Jumbo for a good amount of this meeting and then just decided, no, nah, it's too hard. I was a bit iffy on that first sand down figure. I know it was behind she dances, but there was a huge gas out over the last 200 for that horse. And I thought, right, then went to Geelong, won comfortably. This could be a, a real nice race for it, but I just didn't think the the overall margin was there to be to be backing it. Um, but look, pretty open race, Mister Mojo Ryzen. There was obviously some early money for it. Settled outside the leader. I plain was my first instinct. Well, like at the at the so I was fifty fifty here with this horse. Scared scared of it. Um, I think Jackson backed it and yeah. took eight fifty maybe. Started yeah. five dollars, so it's a great bet. Um, and then when it's $5, it sort of pushed me out of the race in a way. I didn't want to fall into the $5. It stopped me wanting to back anything else. Um, horses I sort of had there or thereabouts was Castilian, Eye the Eagle, Private Jumbo, and DK. Yeah. But I'd had I'd made the, I'd made market Mr. Mojo Ryzen. Um, I reckon it would have traded short as at the 300. Like, and the other reason I didn't want to fall into it is because I mapped it out the back. Yeah. And it's jumped and set outside lead. Now, nothing has won that settled in the first two all day. It's been backed, but it sat outside the leader and the leader's finished better than it. But they've run a big overall figure. This race has grayed me right up in regard to reviewing it and moving forward. The market didn't know what to do. Like The winner was $6 out to eight fifty since 9 a.m. I don't know. And it won really well. Mm. I don't know what yeah. to do. It looked a tough race going in. It's a tough race on review. The, the one thing I will say about Mr. Mojo Ryzen, he had pretty consistent form from that first preparation in New Zealand. One first up, as you said, settling back in the field as a favourite, but there was no great form out of that out of that race. Mm. Um, in fact, it, it looks pretty plain now. There's been a few runners come through it, and they've just none of them have placed. So. Maybe. But, like, but it, even though the, the crunch came and then, but it didn't blow back out to seven or six. No, you no. know what I mean? It was rock solid. So I'd probably lean towards trusting it next start. You're probably going to get, if it was the same race, you might get $7, $7.50. I think that's a really good price. Yeah. 
I think we've seen better Kiwi three-year-olds come over than the info. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, race three, party for one, pretty soft win going through the line, um, but slow tempo race. This is where I started to go um, sideways mentally. Mark this Explain. horse a bit. Mark yep. this horse a bit, but where's it going to get to and run? Haven't seen enough evidence yet that it's really that even. Um, yep. And anticipated... Like, I was concerned about being inside, but I wasn't sure. And this thing's lobbed in the, in the PR and killed him. Yeah. If it got out quicker, it would have won by a lot further. Um, nice horse, decent figure. It's got a lovely little, like, bank now of ratings, like an 8.7, 7.9, 6.7, now 7.3. Probably could have got an 8.3 if it got out a little bit sooner here. It's a nice horse, this thing. Yeah, I mean, you're probably looking at like the the bottom end of black type for a four year old mare. As you said, pretty pretty well exposed. Could knock one off if you got the right right field, right draw, all that sort of thing. I thought Artika was good. Look, if you um, look at it, if you look at the shape of this race, it's the it's the only horse outside the winner that was up, and it's the only horse that was in. So, like at the six hundred, it was Coffin. Yeah, versus the winner was was one-off fence and the fortunate kiss and good and proper who made good ground were like well back and nice and wide. They were both three wide cover. So I don't think Artika was in a one spot and gone pretty good. Um, but then you're sort of scraping the barrel and trusting horses. You probably shouldn't. I thought rumbled again was good. Nice and strong through the line. Um, starring role was strong. And I really like the run of um, Lack Rimmer. Yeah, look creamer or whatever it is. Look, that's that's the one. It'll go back to Adelaide, won't it? And just you know, I think so, but probably like win short. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're gonna yeah. be taking a real short price, bunch sort of finish outside the winner here. Um I just don't know. But yeah. I thought La Crema was was a really nice run. Would rather a fast tempo race as opposed to a slow tempo race in general. Uh, this is one where like if I'm doing the form as someone who doesn't watch every replay, uh, just it's too hard. Yep. Um, Altivo, dominant winner, race four, just big fat splits going home. Um, heavily backed, yeah, oh, heavily, heavily backed. Um, dollar 90 the fair, it was some like dollar 95 at 9 a.m., it would have been even a lot bigger through the week. Um, I reckon Don McNeil's back, it was a really nice ride, didn't panic. Um, Barrier nine, complete PR, nice enough horse. I don't think it's a superstar. I think there's going to be some big, big targets for this horse. I don't think it's that good. But it is hard to knock at the same time. I thought that um, I backed French Emperor and I thought I was going to win for a little bit. Um, soft in the market, first up. Savage, I really like the performance. It got through the line, just got killed by like a smart one. Yeah. I think it's in for a nice preparation. French Emperor probably would be Stockdale off next start and Zara on, something like that, and probably a bet. It is tricky looking at the winner though, isn't it? You did say, okay, so look, decent figure. If you go in terms of the overall on the day, it's probably sitting around just eyeballing about 20th. On the maybe just in front of that 15th to 20th on the on the card. But it's you, you can make a case either way, I reckon. Yeah. Because you look at it, it that horse is just in its own, on its own. Why it's it's unbeaten. 
it's improved or its first two wins were poor overall, but then it's improved and now it's improved again. So I don't think you can knock it, but I just don't want to stamp it because I and yeah. I'm also got in my head that they're aiming really high. And that's the problem is that when when is it going to be a betting opportunity for it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Good yeah. horse, going places, but is it going to be? I think it's going to be underpriced in a really good race. Yeah, and it feels like one of those ones will be underpriced no matter where it goes. This is going to be people. Yeah. Who, oh yeah, Altivo. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought know. the the eight here for the Bussin and Young, Blake Shin, Shah Shaha, Shaha. Yeah. God, here we go. We're on again. <laughs> um, first up, first run here. Very, very good work. Not suited. Um, Settled last, I think, and rails in run, which I don't think is where you wanted to be. Race fastest, 400 to 200. Second fastest, last 100 of the race. Um, really nice piece of work, I thought. Okay. 13th fastest, four to the two, all, all meeting. Yeah. And then he goes in the black book. Race five, uh, always love it when there's last half hour cash for a horse because it's just, it feels really novel with snipers mm. around. But you love to see something that goes sixteen dollars into ten uh, oceans above. Settled back in the field for Goffey and Zara, and got over the top of Simeon, which was leading the whole way. Slow tempo, Linda Meach on board, maybe a touch too slow, but it's hard to really criticise too much there um, because Russian dancers settled outside the leader, ran on or hold on for third. Look, I, I must say, I didn't look at this race; it didn't really have any great appeal for me. I did, and. Um... Liked Lethal Thoughts, liked Toronto Terrier. The bigger bet I had was Simeon, um, took $18, and it and the winner were the two they backed, but, but particularly the winner. Uh, this is the first race I'm going to deep dive this afternoon personally and just try and figure out what all I missed because they found it and they stamped it and they backed it really, really heavily. Lethal Thoughts was solid in betting. Yeah. I haven't looked at the shield support, but I assume there was an issue because it stopped badly. But um, this horse was heavily backed and delivered big time. Like, Poor overall figure um, for a 150k race too, but just killed him, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's only been exposed in slow tempo races so far in its career. So you're really trusting the fact that the horse is going to be able to pick up and build momentum. I guess those splits at Sandown were very consistent throughout going from the 600 to home and probably the best of those was the last 100 through the line. So look, there's that in its favor but the map was obviously against it and as you said they found it so maybe first time flemington simon zara trained on course there was might have just been more stable than anything i just i liked Semyon because of the globe form six dollars versus globe yeah. i thought how can it be double figures against these like globe would be favorite here yeah so and i, I loved meach on gonna lead even though it wasn't a1 but it's still not you know, cancer. Um, it's just deep into a prep though, so I don't know what to do with it moving forward. Mm. I think I think most of these you need to be very, very careful next start. Like Toronto Terrier, it's gone awful. It's been up for long enough now. Um, Russian dancers, thereabouts, but do you really want to trust the next start? This is, this is a low-rating race. Uh, be very, very careful with these moving forward. Yep. Uh, down the straight for race six. It's our time. This is where the wheels came off, Peter. Jumbuck. The Jumbuck. Um, 
and Prowling was third, Mr. Exclusive, not far behind in fourth. Even tempo race. Look, I, I was I didn't want to back the Jumbuck purely because the early price is already gone. I think if you're on at that slightly earlier price, you would have been pretty content with yourself, but doing the form on Friday afternoon, that was no longer there. Um it's our time. It's just a horse that seems to always appreciate more tempo in its races. And I didn't think it was going to get that here, but it kind of, it was an even tempo race, but I don't know. It's still difficult to trust that horse. It's had a lot of chances. I made the Jumbuck 380 and it's our time 330 and I didn't bet you and I'm a coward. And this is where the wheels really came up mentally. Um, what was your reasoning though? Why, why didn't Jackson? You Jackson liked Jumbark, yeah, which isn't like enough to stop me, but it's in my head. I'm aware of it, and I respect his opinion, so yeah. it's there. Then Jules declared it as his best of the day. Um, race six, Swans probably just given got two of the worst free kicks of all time given against them. Um, starting to wobble. They were playing. Ah, oh, so they were. Disgraceful against, against a team that's been legless. Yep. Yeah. yep, 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 yep. It wasn't good. <laughs> and then um, I, I just think the Jumbuck's a nice horse that's been really well yeah. placed. Whereas I think it's our time's almost a group horse. And in run, I was just like, oh god, you weak, you weak gutted dog. And it's our time's just going to piss in, and it did. It's a very nice horse, very nice animal. It's suited down the straight. Um, missed your opportunity if you didn't back it on Saturday, so it'll go around real short next start, and then I'm going to be probably dodging it. So you, you mentioned earlier about Jai McNeil being back and just bringing up his stats, 14% last 50. So he's ridden seven winners from his last 50. Last 12 months, he's been going at 9%. So he's on the upward there. Mm. MJD, last 50 rides, 13 winners, 26% winning strike rate. Last 12 months, 13%. And he was already going pretty well those last 12 months, winning some big races. But his last 50, 26% winning strike rate, jumps first time onto a horse. I might have to actually have a look at that. Mick D, mm. first time on a horse. Might be one of those things where you can just ride a little bit on instinct and get the best out of them. But yeah, and you can't sort of you can, but it's harder to do. I think when they ride well at Flemington and on these bigger days, it just gives them more confidence. Mm. So, you know, riding two winners at Sandown's not the same as riding two winners at Flemington. So no. uh I just think Jai's in Beth are going to a nice Little patch of form. Mick D's been there for a fair while, I'd say. Yeah. Blake Shin's back now. Um, they're certainly three of the top five. I'd have Zara and Willow and Ollie around Mark. Mellon will come back. It's it's a very competitive jockey ranks in Melbourne. Spread out right now because Willow's in Queensland and um, Mark and Ollie were in uh, SA. Yep. But in a few weeks' time, it's going to be nice and competitive, and I think the cream will rise to the top. Okay. And my race dynamics seven. stopped working. Oh, no, I started working. That's yes. why I didn't talk about the betting in that race because I can't remember which one steamed <laughs> and which one didn't. <laughs> uh, full stop. Race seven, the Andrew Ramsden, one oh of the great narrative races. Uh, White Marlin backed early. There was nothing for it late. And but it wasn't completely friendless. Like it no, was two thirty-five at nine yeah. AM. It's jumped about two fifty, two forty most places. Um, two eighty the fair. They really came for Luna Flair. Six twenty the fair. As well. Um, Declare. Yeah, they were the three. They spat out. He's a shocker a little bit. Um, 
yeah, of the horses in the market, I'd say he's a shocker was the softest. Um, and then you just start to get into the numbers and you just get really gray. Yeah. Like Geordie Child's ride to the eye was, I thought, anchor droppy. Then the numbers, it was, it wasn't, it was a peach. The twelve hundred to the thousand, he's gone twelve fifty six. Thousand to the eight hundred, twelve fifty six. Eight hundred to the six hundred, twelve fifty six. Six hundred to four hundred, he's increased the tempo slightly to a twelve twenty eight. Then the horses started to slow down. Like so, the ride's perfect, the yeah. horse just hasn't handled it. I reckon there's a couple of things. So it's sat out. It's Vaughn declares had the similar run and was well backed and has not gone nearly as well as White Marlin. So I think that's a tick for White Marlin. I think White Marlin was not suited by the really slow tempo at Pakenham, which then maybe Gay had to put a bit more work into the horse, which wasn't the ideal setup for this event. Um, I think with the SP and a few of these factors, I'm just going to keep him on my team moving forward. You have to. And you know he's going to get a a nice opportunity every time he goes to a race. Whereas Luna Flair, who's a horse we've had a lot of success with, she's a very good horse and she was completely blessed in run here. Yeah. We'll talk about it on on the radio this morning. Horses in a Melbourne Cup. It doesn't matter if White Marlin draws 1 to 24, you know what you're going to get. If Luna Flair draws 18 in a Melbourne Cup or like 10 or wider, it's a very tricky ride for Mickey D. Yeah, it is. She she settled sixth in run, seventh in run, like rails in run, just economical, beautiful, beautiful ride, a great ride. She Her racing pattern makes it hard for her to get that great ride every time. So if, the- if, if I got the same price about both horses in a, in a race, I don't want to talk about the Melbourne Cup because it's too far away. <laughs> I'd be with White Mullen. Yeah. I mean, look, I've got – you certainly can't criticise Jordan Childs for the ride because just going back through White Marlin's career, there it was on the 1st of November last year, 2,800 metres at Flemington, the exact same track, same distance. He's travelled on Saturday just gone 2.3 lengths faster than what he did in November, and the horse has performed three lengths inferior. Yeah. I, th- I think it's the Pakenham run. Yeah. I, think there's I reckon a it's a Caulfield Cup horse too. I reckon they should have gone to, if they could go back in time, they would go to the Mornington Cup instead of Pakenham. Yep. Win that race, be in the Caulfield Cup, take the foot off the pedal there. And back to Luna Flair, like if you dive through her data on punting form, you can just see like when she's – the the run, like in run position, when she settles like double figures, she she doesn't win. She she she'll run second sometimes. She she runs good races. She's a very good horse. Mm. When she settles like single figures, like six, so sort of fourth up last prep at Flemington in the Group Three, Bart Cummings. She settled sixth. Yep, she won. You know, Saturday she settled seventh. She won. The previous preparation, Mooney Valley, she settled eighth. She beat Floating Artist. Start prior, she settled seventh. She beat High Emotion. You can just see a pattern in her. She's almost just like a potentially a, a, a bet fair in play bet. Yeah. She jumps, she travels, you've got all day to figure it out. You know, the, the race goes for like, what, two and a half minutes, 
40 seconds in, you can go, yeah, I like this and I'll take a 10 or 20% less SP penalty for knowing that she's in that sort of spot. They're also clearly happier using those inside gates, aren't they? Yeah, that's a big factor. Um, one last I don't think it would have mattered how she was ridden, by the no, way. I, I don't think so either. In this race? Yeah. But in I'll a better say, race, as I'm just trying on, to get to. On White Marlin as well. Just looking at the numbers here, I would possibly lean to saying it's more better equipped on a slightly wetter track. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Soft five at Flemington on Saturday. I mean, that's not really a soft five, is it? Yeah, I think that's a big, a big factor. But you know, give give it a little bit more dampness in the track. You know, typically, Caulfield Cup it will probably be underwater, as you said. Yeah, it looks like cherry ripe for or for him. Yeah, I'd agree. All okay, right. let's completely agree. Go to race eight, uh, King Magnus. Uh, oh, it's a good spot. Crosshaven was. How'd Morvada miss the hole? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't. Um, it was just, I'd been following Morvada for quite a few runs in South Australia. Hence the fact I wanted to follow it. Linda Meach, Flemington has the track distance figures, even tempo, perfect. Loomed for what, half the straight, three quarters of the straight, as oh. if he was going to keep going. Eight tenths of the straight. I, yeah. I, I thought I could. We were, I was on as well. Took tens. Yep. Full credit to us. We beat SP. Well, That's great. Hey. Um. <laughs> I thought it might win. Mm. I don't even notice it didn't miss the. I don't even notice it missed the place till Jacko said something. But I don't bet each way, so who cares? But um. Great ride, Linda. I love her so much. Just sectionally, just like spot on. Yeah. A little bit of a breather at 800 to the 600, but apart from that, just, just strung them out, got it going. Beautiful rider. Rides leaders outstanding. Yep. King Magnus, what do you do with it? Like, big figure, probably a career PB. Crosshaven. Yeah. Like, Crosshaven's just a number, it's like, and, it's, and it's, just, it's sort of almost hitting form again all of a sudden. Don't know. And this the only horse that sort of half excites me out of this race with a bit of scope, a bit of upside pistol, is packing Waltham. It was his first run in Australia. And it was a pretty nice piece of work, I thought. I thought you were going to say Green Fly for a second. Uh no, Green is the horse I want to follow out of the race, actually. Okay. Sorry. Well, I mean, like they they both had a little bit of something something going through the line and you know like you're looking at those splits and they'll obviously need to be in the right race next start but yeah they've both got some level of some level of ability um yeah those horses that are coming down from hong kong that the hayes boys are loving they seem to be able to extract something out of them this one was from tony cruz as opposed to the old man but um yeah they're doing well with some of these aren't they yeah but the, this green fly like it was soft embedding too mm. ridden cold Second up last prep, it beat Detonator Jack. Yeah. I only had three runs last prep too, which just confused me a little bit. So, yeah, I want to probably be with it the next two starts, Greenfly. I'm just more interested, I meant, in like what happens with this packing Waltham. Oh, it's yeah, a little completely. bit. Just to like, I know what I'm dealing with at Greenfly and I'll be betting next two starts most likely, whereas packing Waltham, don't really know it, liked what it did. Be interesting what happens next time. Yeah. Because um, they, they were both they were both pretty friendless in betting. Yeah. Yeah. 
last race on the card was down the straight once more and airman uh just did it reasonably comfortably i think it's fair to say i know the margin wasn't huge but very fast tempo race i like i think this race i think this performance is enormous yeah not many horses win from last down the straight and just towed into the race perfectly as well didn't you oh god yeah And despite marking this horse 270, I didn't bet. Yeah. I'd had enough fucking moron. Um, I reckon he's really, really exciting, this horse. Like, really exciting. Loves the straight now. We know that. Um, Jules spoke about in the radio last start, little Pearl. Can't believe he gave it out. But, it, like, this horse was close to the fastest last four or two of the meeting leading in. And, you know, we love that down the straight. I think that stands up again and something you can focus on. But next time, this horse will have uh, really nice closing sectionals and also track and trip stats if it stays Flemington straight. Mm. So he's really, really exciting, this horse. Anything from the Beaten Brigade? Because there's some pretty solid figures throughout. Uh, Well, I had a look at Venetian Lass and then I quickly closed that page. Um, Taught you could was first up some nice form um, around like Thronbone, Berkeley Square, now Airman, El Padrino. I liked his run. Um, it was friendless embedding. You know, it went around $51 chance. So we have to get a price about it next start. Uh, I'd be interested to see where it goes and, and probably want to try and be with it. Yep. You? Uh, Midtown Boss, similar sort of comment. Consistent form, last prep, first start. Just had that. I just checked the splits going through the line. It was pretty consistent going through the line, which suggests a good level of fitness there first up. So, yeah, I'd be happy to follow that. I was surprised how short it was, eh? Yeah. But some of that form, like that um, Russian Ronnie. Russian race, Ronnie. Yeah, that was, that's been holding up pretty well just as a form reference from last prep. Thank you. And, mate. you know, it's it's got that box tick from fast tempo races previously, which is what I always like. I know the tempos down the straight can be pretty iffy, but I love horses that are proven in very fast tempo races um, mm. because it just gives them a bit more versatility. And it's going to have a nice SP and what I think is going to be yep. a good race because Airman's above average. Yeah. Right, yep. should we have a look at Giga Kick? Yeah, so, I mean, the best figure on the on the day in at Doombin, which is no surprise. Uh, Just another, another double figure number for the for the champ. Yeah, I mean he's obviously very good, isn't he? Like it's hard to. It's like one of those wins where yeah. he's done he enough. Didn't, he didn't kill him, but he was never losing, in my opinion. No. Like, it's a win of just a really good push button animal. Great rider, outstanding training performance. Clayton Douglas, he's so far above average. It's not funny. Um, the rest of them, I thought the only horse that I sort of want to. Back next start, potentially up and trip slightly is after cabin. Yep. Um, I'd love to find a case of you in a softer race, but um, speaking of Gareth, it's like they're going for group ones. So I don't think it's a group one horse here, but I don't know. Might find something somewhere that's soft as. But if it went back in grade here, like next start, I'd be all over it. But yep. I thought after cabin was worth following because Gig Kick goes to the paddock now. Um, 
Overpass is is a nice horse. Yeah, it's gelded, isn't it? Come back really well this prep, hasn't he? I mean, obviously he held off the, the good horse in, in Perth and generally that form's actually been holding up pretty well. Um, mm. Big tempo, big figure. So, yeah, I mean, like it's, it looks like a genuine enough race. Just looking at the the final 200 splits for uh, gear kick, he's just had a real gas out there over the last 200. So going to the paddock, obviously the, the right move. I think you can back that up with data. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, just looking at face value, there's not like a whole heap that really jumps out at me otherwise. But I guess, as you said, you know, a case of you, you're looking at the sustained splits, the last three starts or all three starts in Yeah, all, all three starts. Like it was, is it the William Reed or the Moyer? Yeah. Like it was a pretty nice run there. And it's yeah. done it again and again. Um, just but running. I don't you know, think it's, it's like sharp enough to knock over a, a proper group one. Yeah, yes. Anyway. Well, that's the case. I'd love to see in a race with proper tempo because it hasn't seen that so far. It's in all three of its starts. It obviously has been getting back, but it's been very slow in terms of its early speed to the 600. I'd love to see a very fast tempo race where it's traveling even and then can just accelerate a bit more late. So we'll wait and see. Might get that while it's up in Queensland if it finds a big field somewhere. Maybe it wants an inside barrier. Yeah, that, that's true. I haven't to, seen to, any to settle a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, but it's a nice animal. Like the splits, the splits at Mooney Valley were like enormous. It's the fastest yeah. last hundred meters of the day. Okay, um, it's just it's all green everywhere you go this whole season. Isn't it? On your yeah, home. yeah, there, there is. There's a there's a lot of just little nice highlights there. Uh, you would have done the form for the SA Derby. <sighs> yeah, poorly. Yeah, it was a bit like that. I, I just can't get my head around that the second horse. It's absolute full credit to um, Will Bourne. I assume he bought it for the Kiramar bloodstock. And, um, yeah, well, they were pretty stiff not to get the chocolates, I think. Yeah. I mean, them, them, and, them, and, them, them and half of Australia that backed it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> fuck, it like to steam. I just flicked it over and I couldn't. I had to like do a double take at the price. I thought it would start ten dollars or bigger. I was a bit shitty with this because on Friday, Thursday afternoon, I wanted to back two horses. I wanted to have my main bet promises kept and save she's fit. And then by the time it was Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, promises kept is now favourite, and so I flipped it around. Yeah, you weren't alone, were you? Well, but, I mean they. The late market only wanted three horses. Yeah. Wanted and they were right. They got it right. Dunkel and She's Fit drifted and then came right back in late. And She's mm-hmm. Fit was three wide, no cover, which was just more circumstantial than anything. I think Chris Parnham couldn't do much about that. He had cover, then he lost cover. And then as he rolled forward, there was about three or four other horses trying to go with him. And, yeah, look, these staying races in South Australia this season have just been complete, like, it was quite interesting. Like, you even faster. had Opie Bossom there. Yeah. Like, you got WA riders, Victorians, and South Australians all riding together. Um, and it produced a chaotic race. Like, they dead set put it on for Mark Zara half, like, for the majority until Chrissy Parnham said, no, I'm going for this. Yeah. Which I don't hate. I don't like being three wide. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like the ride, but I like the decision to put the horse to let it roll from, say, the 800 as opposed mm. to just sitting there. Like a mute, dead, can't win the whole way. Yeah. Three wide, no cover. You know what I mean? Buried again. 
Yeah. Um, you mentioned the market with promises kept. I think there was a couple of things. And, and again, I probably didn't factor this in enough. I thought it would have been more a late move as opposed to, you know, 48 hours, 36 hours beforehand. But again, the very fast tempo race at Bendigo, obviously lining up those numbers is always a little bit tricky, but you know, the tempo was there, which is a big tip. But there's the nothing's coming out of that race. That's what no, it was, me right I think up. it was just one of those where it was just, it was still best of the day and it was yeah, just a case yeah. of like you can follow it and it won so easily sitting on speed and it, even watching the race again, it didn't seem to get the best of things. There was horses so because coming the out overall, of the turn. And, because the overall figure was so good versus that whole day, yeah, that's a nice factor for the bigger boys, you think? Yeah, and I think just the the jock trainer all of a sudden, it's Zara, Ma Ustus, it's just – yeah, and yep. on speed, it's just like he's hitting all these little robot targets, and they're just like, yeah, 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 keep backing it. Yeah, but like, um, how didn't how didn't like Cezero, um, Dun Woody, these horses like? Oh, I assume, I assume they'd be leading the race. Yeah, well, they're just. It's been a, a very much. I imagine a case. leading over three thousand meters, and then thinking you're going to be able to sit with cover <laughs> and beat him with a turn of foot. Imagine look at that conversation. Oh yeah. Intent or die. I, I know I had this chat with Lindsay a few weeks ago. It just seems like racing in this country at the moment, outside of carnival time, is just intent or die. Like if you don't have intent the first 50 to 100 metres, you're like, you may as well just tear up your ticket and just go go until next time. Like it's just yeah. so many horses are ending up in positions where they're not suited either against their own racing pattern or farcical tempo, whether it's too fast or too slow or just being held up for a run at a crucial time. Like it's a real fine line between finding a, a good bet and having a bad ride at the moment. Like it's, I think I can't remember backing as many horses three wide, no cover as I had in the last six weeks. It's just disgusting, but <laughs> it's <laughs> slowly, slowly torturing me. Uh, what about Dunkel? Because like, this was the one where I, I couldn't I it's just a it good up. horse. Yeah, I know it's a good horse, but like you're going through the, the figures so far, it's only had one fast tempo race. It's had two wins, you know, easy enough in small fields in Tassie. And then it was pulled up lame last start at, in the Alistair Clark when it was, you know, a pretty short SP. But I was um, like happy, happy, happy for Billy three-quarter sleeves Egan. <laughs> pretty cool story. Like he's been through a bit of adversity in recent times to come back and win a group one's cool. Yeah. Um, so people liked it. Like it was – it was a big steamer. As much oh, yeah. as like fifteen dollars is better about that horse. It started eight. Six dollars ninety best tote. That's that's where um <laughs> that's where you know when you see that and you're like, I couldn't find this. That's when you have to go back and just go, what have I what have I missed yeah, here? Because need a they, few more walls know. in the museum down there yeah, in the exactly. Apple Isle. Yeah. Just, that's just paying their way. Six ninety the biggest tote, was it? Yeah. Eight dollars SP and nine twenty the fair, six ninety the tote. <laughs> Oh, Betfair would have been tweeting that out. Oh yeah. Oh, Josh. Josh would have been having a little. He wouldn't know. Be happy or sad. Yeah. They've lost. They've lost the derby, but the the great man have they've smacked the totes and got it right. Yeah. Fun to watch. The wall of beep. It's it's almost time for Dark Mofo as well down in Tassie. A couple of weeks away. (laughs) Um, I don't want to talk about Scone because I only really wanted to back uh, one horse, nah. and that was Quantico. And uh, did it win? No, it didn't. It was was it a photo though? 
Nah, I held up the entire straight. Yeah, Shouldn't I watched it. I watched yeah. it. I just couldn't remember what happened. And there was no money for it, which is great. Um, but you know, it's a weird horse. Like, has that not yeah. run since it pissed in at the start of the carnival? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it failed, didn't it? It came out for one run and I backed it when it won. Yeah. I thought they spelled it, so it had one more after that, did it? I well, see, now, I now I'm a free play. agent again. I'm not going to be doing Sydney. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, it's a difficult place, isn't it? I just really oh, like the troll. It's just like 10 races too. Why do you need yeah. 10? Well, like T20, maybe. Should yeah. be six race cards. You're talking about when it won at Flemington, aren't you? No, no, no. no. Oh, it won first, it won up. first up somewhere. Yeah. It won, it, it won a car- in a carnival race. Like during the carnival, I reckon, in Sydney yeah. this prep, and I backed it. And off the trials. Lost the next two. Came ah. into this race off a let up. The trial was behind Giga Kick. Nash just basically reefed it back towards last. Didn't ask it for really any. And then when he did go for it in the straight, just picked right up and went beautifully through the line. Yeah, anyway. I thought that there's, there was two nice horses that won at Scone. Let me just get up the Scone meeting. I'll tell you what they were. The only reason they, I They might have both that. been Godolphin horses. You're not going to say I still were between the same race. No, red card. Yeah. Red card and... Oh, Opal Ridge might might win something pretty decent, I reckon. That's the other one. Red card and Opal Ridge. But very hard to figure out the data out of joint life scone. Yeah, I, the only reason I wanted to back um, Quantico was I was pretty convinced it would be the inside four lanes in the straight would be the best ground, and it kind of looked like that. So they, they all wanted them, so you couldn't get your go. Yeah, Jason Collett sort of showed them the on uh, super helpful earlier in the day. Struggled we'll after to fight another day, Hacho. What happened at Belmont? Uh, the only thing of interest was I sent out a bet on Red Can Man, which I'd marked favourite. I was just convinced it was going to be in a suitable position. It jumped Just the fairly. Belmont Sprint? Belmont Sprint. Very fast tempo race. A lot of these horses, sort of, um, Bustler and Resortman, first and third, both wow. came out of the quokka. But um, Red Can Man late was $4.60 on the fair. It's jumped $3.20. Just relentless cash for it in the last 90 seconds. It was just a complete... What robot job settled on speed had just all the best figures of late, um, and never ever ever looked likely. <laughs> jumped fairly. At what point did along, you give up? Uh, about eighty meters into the race, he's like, he didn't oh, jump God. well. Settled outside the leader and what was a looked to be a good tempo. And I was just, this is not looking good. Um, was gone on the turn, stopped. Bustler. Um, the Velvet Queen I saved on late personally, which is the Velvet rich. Queen. That's a great name for a horse. The, the people Queen. in people in Perth name their horses better than anyone. Let's be cool. Look at some of these: Dom to shoot, Red Can Man, Bustler, the Velvet Queen, Resort Man, Notorious One, Comfort Me. I just love their names. Yeah. Better but than you. I wouldn't even know they existed if you didn't exist. I tell you that for free. Like. Fuck <laughs> Um, the Velvet Queen horse to follow for me. Look, it's a bit of a flashing light, but this was her first or second run in Group Three Company, and she's lost both of them by point two of a length. But I just love the fact first up, the last two hundred strong, 
will improve very fast tempo race. Just first time, beautiful boxes. First time Jay Nosk rode too. Will that be um, switched to C Parnham next start too? Little yeah, would have, would have thought so. But I mean, like Jared's done nothing wrong, but um, he can only ride a certain weight. I suspect she goes for the Hyperion over sixteen hundred, so he could actually ride her again fifty seven. But no, I suspect Chris Parnham will jump back on board. But it's a very big improvement off whatever it's everything it's ever done first up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's does that does that like so you like that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Has it hasn't cracked the PB though, but it's a first up PB if that makes sense. See, I'm not as much of a psychopath as you yet. I'm still a bit rusty, so that grazes me up. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be as much of a psychopath as you, but I'm trying. No, no, there's no one. There's no need for anyone to be that. Have you, is, are you watching Barry at the moment? No, <laughs> Barry's to, in though. its final season. It's on binge. Very binge. much recommended. It's about a former hitman, former marine who becomes a hitman who goes into stage acting. Um. And tries to balance all of these components in his life. Very good. I watched the mother last night, JLo. She's fifty years old. Honest to God. <laughs> Honestly, what a, what a woman. Average movie, but what a woman. <laughs> a lot of guns in that movie. Okay, um, so. Horses to follow for me, Peter from yes. Flemington. Uh, Green Fly, Airman, Jimmy the Bear. French Emperor and Shehar. Okay. I'm going to follow the Velvet Queen and Speed Dream. Speed Dream. It's another great name. From WA. Uh, this week in Victoria, just looking towards Saturday, Flemington once again. How good, how wonderful. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be there will be a horse on Saturday leading and winning, I tell you that. Like Shin on, light it up. Which horse Wouldn't is that? Um, Australia's favourite horse, Keats. Yeah. Second up, fitter. Boom. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to get out my iPad and I'm going to start betting in run too, I think. Mean. Just don't lay it. Oh, God, no. It's imagine that. Made. Oh, just imagine. Twitter's most hated, hated man once more. Once more? You think well, I've not? I think I am <laughs> still. Oh, just whenever I'm feeling really good about myself, just to bring myself back down to earth, let's go on to Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. No, just a posit- positivity little bubble that is. And on that fun note, thank you for joining, Jack. Uh, now, uh, for anyone who's interested, Rob Scurry is on course at Morfordville for the Goodwood for the Goodwood this Saturday. Um, so I think very, I'm very excited yeah, about this. Yeah, me too. It's just given him a little bit something different to focus on. And uh, no, you'll be there with his mate Damo um, betting up a storm out of the yard live. In Eyes dangerous. on ponies. Eyes on, on ponies. A horse. So we're very much looking forward to the Scurry's work at Morfordville. The rest of the team will be betting where they usually bet. Check out the mailbag Discord for the mounting yard mail schedule, and you can find out where everyone's betting. Until next week, Dickens. Go well. Bye for now.